Welcome. To Arcade Audio. To this week's episode of Married with Movies. I'm one of your hosts, Samantha Mullet. Sitting next to me on the couch is your other host, my beautiful husband, Chris Mullet. Welcome to our New Day Sunday. Out of necessity and our own bad habits. <laughs> Coming to you exhausted. From the Lord's Day. Don't say that. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> It is, this is going to be fucking interesting now, because if we're going to, well no, because we're never, so we're recording on Sunday, which uh, we have decided is going to be our new air date, because it gives us time over the weekend in case the week is rough to record and still get the episode out to you which guys. Which the week is, the if weeks are getting rougher and rougher. Yeah, if you so. don't update your podcast feed over the weekend, then on your Monday commute, you're like, what do I have to listen to? Boom, right there at the top, it's probably going to be married with movies, so, you know, it's a nice switch, changeover. Also, last week we started to record, and we won't talk about that. Um, but we are <laughs> the still... lost ten minute recording. No one will ever hear uh, after a very very bad day for both of us and a very very rough week, which we'll get into. Um, but uh, we're still recording on the day this is supposed to air because of how busy we've been. So, what have we been up to? Well, over the past week and a half, essentially now, you were in Miami for Rosh Hashanah with Jillian and your family. Had a a nice time. Yes. Lovely, I stayed, I stayed back time. and had to work. Uh, I did manage to get my toy room now was basically like 90% of the way done. So I got uh, a lot of that uh, completed. I worked by myself the busiest garage sale of all time. <laughs> um, from literally 7.15 in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. I was pouring with sweat. I smelled so bad I had to call you and be like, I need to do this laundry, and I don't know how to use our washer and dryer. Because you haven't done laundry in 16 years. Right. And once I Conceptually. figured it out, I then had to wash them again because they still smelled that bad. Yeah. I still, I don't even know if I'm going to ever wear that Kiss tank top. Like, I love that Kiss tank top. Don't know if I'm ever going to wear it again because it was that fucking stinky and bad. Is uh, it still that stinky and bad? I don't think so. I smelled it after I took it out of the, the dryer the second time, and I was like, okay, I think this will do. But I'm scared to do it, and people are like, well, that's You put bounce sheets in the dryer, right? Oh, yeah, I put a bunch. <laughs> um, I also went to Oppenheimer again for the second time and had a delicious red lobster and the shrimp beforehand. And it was supposed to be an amazing evening. Um, and then, yeah, this week, this past week just kicked our butts. Very, very busy work. week of work for both of us. Very, very busy. I, I was sick. <gasps> You squeezed that water. I didn't mean to squeeze it. This is just water. I thought something magically was pissing on me. That's not... I made it sound more whimsical than I thought I wanted it to be. You squeezed the water bottle and it spilled all over you. And you wanted it to be someone peeing on you. I didn't want it to be. I just... I thought I I had it to... It's the public. I don't feel that still is. I spilled so much water and that thing is still at the brim. That's ridiculous. Fucking Publix water giving me too they much don't, water. They don't, they don't f- you. They don't. F- You're not allowed to say that, Samantha. <laughs> I gotta bleep that. Allegedly. No, I have to bleep that. 
So yeah, so you were sick, not with COVID, but just sick, basically. The, you sick had, of you life. You had to go into the office for two days, and then you were sick the two days following. Then you just had woman sickness. I was just exhausted. Yeah. And I, I put you to bed like at 9.30, something. two nights. Yeah. It was just um, a perfect storm. But thankfully, you were able to rebound in time for us to have a, a fantastic weekend. We went and took Jillian... To go see the Magic School Bus Lost in Space at the Orlando Family Stage. A theater we never knew existed. Because it's like always on the other side of town over by like UCF. Um, that just plays like children's musicals and shows. And they had like on the wall like all these shows over the past years. I would have loved to go and see. Mm-hmm. That we were in town for and had no idea. Uh, we're going to take her to go see Charlotte's Web. And the one I'm most excited about. Schoolhouse Rock Live over the next few years. Over the next year. Uh, Jillian had a blast. Show itself, totally fine. Uh, it's, it was it was an hour, so that that was that was a positive behind it. But it was not not my favorite. Uh, and I love Magic School Bus. We've been Jillian's been really into it as of late, both the new one and the original one, the books and the TV show. And uh, yeah, it just didn't capture that magic. I feel like that we that we felt. No pun intended. Am I correct? Yeah, it was fine. Yeah. It was fine. Yeah. I was just looking at pictures of her at the event, and it was, yeah, I was very excited for it. It had a lot of potential, uh, but... Just a, it's just a weird show. It was just weird. It's a weird show. A shout out to the performers who we saw leaving 10 minutes after they were off stage in their fucking civilian clothes already. They were almost out of the building before we were. Um, and then we just ran our usual errands. You and I had a great time playing games and rocking and rolling. I have the best eighteen dollars I've ever spent in my entire life with my brand new Beast Feet. Uh, they have all the colors on them, which to go with all the colors I'm wearing now in my old age as being this obnoxiously fluorescent person. Uh, they're my house slippers. I think that's the perfect way to describe you. I've been wearing them all obnoxiously day. Obnoxiously fluorescent. It's like I can do like little dances with them. Uh, this is something I've wanted for a long time, ever since uh, Rick Camelucci used to wear his Beauty and the Beast uh, costume feet in our apartment all the time. They look so damn comfortable. Uh, I would reckon these are more comfortable, and they're practical. I, my feet don't sweat. My feet aren't cold. I, they're padded, so the hardwood floor isn't as hard. Or not the hardwood floor, the, the LVP floor isn't as hard on my feet. I've had a ball. And then today we just had a nice day, and we got some stuff accomplished. In Jillian's room, we played some games. We have turned it all around, have we not? We have. Yeah, we've turned it all around. Um, I think because you stopped being an asshole and you stopped being a bitch. Yeah, but you were more of an and asshole. You were being a big old bitch. Uh, I also, I think I was a little surly because we started the show talking about how I missed the Fast and the Furious <laughs> after watching this fucking movie. We're about to talk about that, Jillian absolutely loved and wanted to be on the podcast because we told her spoiler alert how much we didn't like this movie and she wanted to be on the show just to tell us how we were wrong and how this movie is great i honestly though would have loved to have heard all of her arguments i would have loved to as well i'm very something i want to get into when we start talking about the movie which is probably right now but we keep asking her when we watch kids' movies that we don't like, like, what'd you think? She's like, I loved it. She tried to claim this was her favorite movie ever. Yeah, like, but... No, it's not. She just, whatever the most recency bias is always what her it's favorite It's always recency movie is. bias. But when, by her, by the stage and 
her life for me now, like when I was approaching seven, I could already probably name you five movies I didn't like, didn't like as a kid. Were you the same? I honestly don't remember. I remember I hated Little Nemo Adventures in Slumberland. I hated Fantasia. I hated, uh, there's another movie I did not like as a kid. I'm trying to remember by the time I was seven. I'd have to think about it. But, I mean, two right there is even more than what she has. Like, she loves everything. Yeah. I already started developing taste. Um, but not nah. her. Uh, as evidenced by the movie we were talking about today, is there anything else we have to uh, tackle? Oh, I did watch a, a, a documentary on Prime Video. It's about the 50 worst movies ever made. I didn't realize it was 20 years old, and it was very, very bad. Um, so, just going to throw that out there. Jilly and I also watched Batman 89. We had a daddy-daughter day uh, when you were at work one night. We watched Mac and Cheese, and she wanted to watch a Batman movie. And I was like, you sure. You ate Mac and Cheese. What did I say? I said you, we watched you, Mac and Cheese? Yeah. Watched Mac and Cheese and ate Batman. Uh, she's like, can we watch Batman? I'm like, sure. Do you want to watch like the animated show? And she goes, no, I want to watch the Batman movie, like the real Batman. I was like, all right, well, we're going to start from the, the, the beginning, kiddo. Yeah. We watched Batman 89. She loved it. Asked me a thousand questions and is excited to watch Batman Returns, which we'll try to do sometime soon. Maybe. I'm going to maybe try to coerce her. Into picking that for her, oh, that's gonna be a pain in the ass. Never mind. For her <laughs> so, birthday. Yeah, no, no, I ain't about that life. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Not gonna try to squeeze in the four original uh, Batman movies in the middle of our crazy last three months of the year. Uh, so, as, as you will note, if we're running on Sundays now, next week's episode will still be Little Women, where which will be on October first. So we're in October. However, there are four Sundays in October after the first. So we will still do. Birdemic 2 and 3, Psycho, and the two movies that we're nominating, which we're going to decide on um, next week. So remember, next week, okay. next week, while I'm nominating movies, you are also nominating movies next week. So that way we can get it... Spooky movies? Planned out spooky movies for um, for Halloween. Um, but we're tackling the first movie we drew randomly out of the box, or randomly off of our random number generator, after the Fast and the Furious franchise right now. It is the Hero of Color City, direct from either Dollar Tree or Big Lots. Samantha... Go ahead, if you want, here, can I see it? I'm going to take the sleeve off because it's a little, that's going to cover some of the words up, so there you go. Oh, I'd rather. Well, no, that's covered, so. Oh. Go ahead and make sure there's nothing on the front. Oh, gosh, okay. <clears throat> the Hero of Color City. Let your color be your magic. Terrible tagline. A terrific story, magical says dove.org. Which I believe is also like who, it's like a family approved, it's probably some Christian cult. Five dove rating. I don't know what that means. Go on. I have no idea. Okay. Each night when Ben falls asleep, his crayons enter a magical crayon box that transports them to Color City, a world of dazzling hues and soaring fantasy. When timid yellow is accidentally left behind in Ben's room, she inadvertently awakens two unfinished drawings. They follow Yellow to Color City, where they wreak havoc and stop the flow of the enchanted rainbow waterfall that provides all the color to the crayons. It's up to Yellow and her fellow crayon pals to save the day and bring back the color. It's a fun, fantastical tale, says Charlotte Observer. Fast-paced fun for kids, says the Village Voice. That's a load of horse shit. <laughs> but I had no errors. That's good. 
No errors for Samantha. I used to trust the village voice. The village voice. Uh, okay, so... So you may be asking yourselves, like, why do we own this movie? Because... Because you're an asshole. I love bad movies. And on that same token, as we just established, our daughter likes any movie that's for, her, like, a child. So it's two for one. I get to watch you suffer through a bad movie, and then Jillian gets some form of entertainment. But then you also have to suffer through a bad yeah, movie. Every now and then there's a movie that's so bad, I'm like, well, this, this is bad. This is a bad gimmick. <laughs> this is so bad. It's that DVD menu, though. Funny. That DVD menu, though. What? What we opened with is just so janky. I hate and animated movies like this that are so fucking cheap. It's never a good sign when the movie has a lot of cheaply animated production logos. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it gets into cheap animation to begin yeah. with. Yeah. I look, the animation was so cheap. This you want to know what Coco melon ass shit. You want to know what my first swerve was? Hmm. Swerve. This girl coloring with the crayons. Swerve. It's actually a boy. <laughs> It was obviously a boy. No, it was like it yes, looked like it a was. girl from the back, from the from the back. That's how badly animated it was. It it's very badly animated. And then there's a king and a. Well, hold on. So the back of the box does a better job than the actual movie does at telling you what happens. Essentially, yeah, that's basically right. the crayons are live in this magical color crayon box, and these un. Paint un- uncolored drawings manage to get in there and disrupt the way the colors get their colors, so the crayons have to go and save the colors. Because then, because then colors, they're fading. Colors, colors. I wish we had. Uh, we're still able to do music on the show because I would never play one of the really, really bad songs they sing in this movie. I would play "Colors" by Ice T. <laughs> Basically, the amount Perfect. of times I said "Colors." Uh, yeah, it's just bad. It's it's one of those movies that. Makes zero attempt to do anything for zero. the adults in the room. The room, and that's not to say that an animated movie has to do it. I'll give you an example: uh, the Paw Patrol movie that we saw a couple years ago. And we're gonna go see the other one with Jillian, you know, in a couple weeks. There's not necessarily anything for parents or adults in those movies, right? Like those are predicated for the kid. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and. They at least do it so well that I can have an appreciation for it, even though it's not for me. Right. It's, it's not doing anything uh, offensive, and I don't mean like 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 derogatory or negative, but it's not doing anything to insult my intelligence or what I feel like insulting the intelligence of a child. This is one I of those agree. talking down to a kid, beating them over the head with a message, and just not having the focus on a story and anything that makes up a movie mm-hmm. beyond... What are you doing? Beyond what is being presented to you. And that's just the bare... Right. It's just the bare bones. It's the bare minimum. It is. Shit, and that's awful. I was surprised that there was singing. I didn't know this was a musical. I think, I don't know if I would have preferred it to not be a I would musical. have preferred it it was not, because at the very least... But then there wouldn't just, have been any... That's fine. Anything. It, it would, there would, that's fine, because the musical parts were worse <laughs> than just whatever was happening, with, with a couple of like character exceptions. Nobody sounded like themselves. So this movie's cast has 
Wayne Brady, Rosie Perez, Christina uh, Ricci, Christina Ricci uh, Owen Wilson, Craig Ferguson, um, a couple like famous like uh, voice talents uh-huh. like um, uh, E.G. Daly, who I think goes by a different name technically, um, Sean Astin, and nobody sounds nobody sounded like themselves them like themselves at all. They all sound like celebrities hired to do impre- an impression of the actor that they actually is. Yeah. So the voice acting is bad as well. And it makes no sense why that would be the case. Oh, Elizabeth Daly. Yeah, I think it's still E.G. E. Daly. Yeah. E.G. Daly. I think it is. I could be wrong. Um, Wasn't Tara Strong I think Christina Ricci's singing voice or yes, something? Yes, yes, something like that. And the songs are the most cloying and obnoxious thing ever. They, they do don't, nothing to drive the plot forward. No, and they don't even let, like, Wayne Brady is a great singer. Great singer. They don't let him do they, anything. They, they, no, they don't let him sing well. They made him sing worse than he actually can sing. Yeah. yeah. And it's just, it's just, why? <laughs> it's just, why? For no reason. Could you find anything positive or good to say about this movie? Um, one moment. Let me see. Um, there were a lot of colors. Like, I liked how they did, like, you know, there was, like, tangerine and periwinkle and baby Oh, world blood. building? Oh, yeah, the world building. They called out these color names. Everybody had a thing. They, they, they did a decent job of... Giving everybody a thing, a shtick. Uh, you and mean like the refried beans crayon that farted all the time? That was I was getting there. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Like, <laughs> I, there's nothing I hate more in an animated movie than picking the let low hanging fruit of just kids. I mean, I that's, like, co- that's coming okay. from me, somebody who's loved dick and fart jokes my entire life. But when you're dealing with kids, it just, it, to me, it's like in poor taste yeah. if you're just like, fart, 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 well, fart, fart. But then they have like the old gray crayon, right? And it was like the old like Clint Eastwood crayon who said, get off my lawn to the rest of the crayons, which was pretty funny. Uh, and of course. For, for me, at least. The crayon colors are like, red is sassy and black is sad all the time. Can I point out, I just want to say it's a lot. The black crayon. Too black. <laughs> what about the white crayon? He was, was he, he too was, white? No, I, I don't mean like that crayon was on the verge of <laughs> of something that I just not felt fine sitting through. Um, just like I didn't find sitting through. Uh, I think I have to get that in performances. Never mind. I think this movie had my least favorite scene in the animated movie. Oh no, of all no, no. Time. We can't. I mean, we can get into it, but it it was that fucking purple professor. Yeah, the professor crayon scene. introduction. The, the neurotic. It was just the most awful thing I've ever seen. And then with the with the slideshow, and then with the projector, and this and that, and they, they bring with the once, with the things and the things with the things and the such and the hoy because it was just a Jerry Lewis impression. It was, and it was so a like, terrible is, one. I'm like, so is the professor character is like a bad Jewish stereotype, and then yeah. I realized it was because it's the same actor doing the voice for Gray, and he was the same actor doing the voice for um for uh, where is it for uh, White as well. And you, and you could hear it in that voice 
that kind of like worried, you know, neurotic, like mm-hmm. Nick, a cousin Kyle type of shit. Mm-hmm. He comes in the movie and it's five minutes of him it's- like trying to explain like what they need to do to fix it, but just with constant interruptions because he's a blumbering it was character just bad. character caricature fucking portrayal just of a nerd and a Jew all at the bad. same time. It was bad. It was, I was sitting here, I was like, oh my God. And then he kept coming back. He came back at least two other times. Yeah, it was bad. It just wouldn't stop. And then you had to deal with him as the white. So he's my LVP of the movie, which is saying oh, my, something. Me too. Because there me were too. two others that I was like, I don't know how these two people are going to be top. And then that professor character came in. Yeah. And I was just like, like that is so, cl- like, again, I used the word cloying earlier. That's what this movie is. It is nails on a chalkboard for 77 minutes. One good thing about it, it's fucking short. It whips it along really quick. It felt like it was way longer than that, yeah. though. Um, the other thing I hated was how this movie just felt like it was trying to replicate visually and thematically so many things. Like, the first 10 minutes of the movie are just Toy Story. Like... The room and, like, the color palette and the way that even things are, like, staged and set up. It's Andy and his mom. Again, this kid's dad is drowning under a pile of other men in some weird sex orgy. Uh And it's just him and his mom by themselves. He even has the fucking Hot Wheel loop (laughs) that Buzz takes on fucking skates. It's the whole dynamic is just flat out rift. Um, then it does a blatant King Kong parody later. It, it's one of those typical anticlimax, hunky dory, through the struggle end of the movie as well, where everything is basically always okay. It's so simple and so stupid that I don't, like, there's never any doubt. Is there hardly ever a doubt in animated movies? No, but it's the suspension of disbelief of putting you in the story enough well, to make you think. I mean, when you think about that, it's like Toy Story 3. Yeah, I'm like, fuck, this like, toy's going to die. Right. Had the best stakes. Not for a second they think they were going to beat that king in that net like a pinata like they threatened to. I'm like, ooh, we're right. gonna, we can get some Rogue Warrior style toys here. <laughs> and then within five seconds, Jello's like, no, guys. And they're yeah. like, okay, you're yeah. right. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. Stupid. I, I <laughs> Oh, also like the light like the, the misfit toys, the uncolored toys are kinda like Sid's toys. Yeah, yeah, you know? they yeah. were. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Like I saw that. Now that you say that, it's like, yeah, it's just toy st- it's crayon story. Basically is what it is. But I did appreciate what they did with some of the you know, characters or, or things that they introduced, like the cow. Like I like the moo. Moo 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 moo. It just like mood. Conceptually, I appreciated it. Good for you. <laughs> Good job. I'm so happy for you. That's not hard to come up with. What's the swerve total in this movie? 104. I was worried because we were also eating dinner while we were watching this. Yeah, it was very difficult. <laughs> I. So you're saying there was more it. than a swerve a minute in this movie? Yeah, there were a lot of swerves in this movie. That's preposterous. It's not preposterous. Give me a, give me three examples of swerves in this movie, randomly. The metal wheel of honor. How, how is that a swerve? That's just something that exists in the movie. You didn't know it was coming. You didn't know they were going to get medals, <laughs> did you? That's a fucking swerve, dude. 
What the fuck you mean? What the fuck? <laughs> Swerve Davy Jones's school supply. You're just listing names of things in the movie. Those aren't Swerve. swerves. Here's a swerve. Jillian knew what was going to happen. Oh, that's right. <laughs> At the very beginning. That's how you know a movie sucks is when J- Jillian, Jillian is like, it. this is what's going to happen. Uh, you want more? I got more. No. <laughs> and anything else, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what? what do you mean? You asked me for a swerve. I told you. You said it wasn't a swerve. But you didn't know that they were going to get medals. That's the definition of Hold a on. swerve. I have, I have two for you in case you don't have them. Uh, Tell me. Swerve. How the fuck did that brown crayon get a crutch? <laughs> he gets hurt at some point, and he just has a crutch. Yeah, I mean, granted. It's the fucking sheriff. Granted, Don't okay. fucking All right. besmirch the sheriff. I actually didn't mind the sheriff. The sheriff, I think, was the most tolerable. I have a couple other ones, but we'll, we'll get there. He might end up being my MVP, because he's just a typical southern man. Southern man! Um... I don't know why that, like, so they're living in a magical crayon world in this box where there's, like, houses and, you know, they have yes. stuff to eat in their spas. Yes, and But is it him just walking out with a crutch? It was just like, what the fuck is They this? have a this hospital. They get broken. I guess. Uh, well, I, I, I'm not getting into the weeds and the semantics of it all. We get into crayon semantics. Shoot, I'm not getting into crayon. That's the stupidest two words put together I've ever heard. Crayon semantics. Barry Windham. Window. Yeah, I know. Oh, um, man, Jillian Barry Windham do real good earlier today, didn't she? Yeah, shout out to Podswoggle fans. My kid Barry Windham's me all the time. Um, it's glorious. Also, here's a swerve. Uh, well, I, I have several. I'm, I'm, I'm just as many swerves as you do. Uh, you don't have 104 swerves. Tell me. <laughs> no. Read them. Uh, Owen Wilson being in this movie randomly. It's like, no, come on. For what you're, reason? You're Lightning McQueen. You didn't need the money that bad, did you? Like, come on. You were working. knows a lot of coke. <laughs> No, I think he's sober. Well, yeah, I remember he tried to kill himself many years ago. I and do then, not remember that. Oh, yeah, I like 15 bad. years ago. I'm so sorry. That's why Matthew McConaughey's in Tropic Thunder. It's because it was supposed to be Owen Wilson, and Owen Wilson like just tried to kill himself. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I feel so bad. It's I... a shock you didn't do it after you did this. Oh. Uh, here's the other one. So when they find... What year did Tropic Thunder come out? 2008. This is like... Oh, okay, way after. So the scene where they find all the unfinished drawings that just kind of exist in the color world, Owen Wilson's dragon being one of them. Uh-huh. And they're like, well, we'll help you. And they, you know, they sing a dumbass song and they, they color the, the unfinished drawings mm-hmm. so they each have life. But like, the way they have to color them is the crayons pick up each other to add color to things by holding each other. Yeah, that was And then, bananas. like, rubbing them on the other thing. What are the rules of this world? Like, they can't just, like, bend over and rub their head on no, something? somebody needs... They I still have to be used? That freaked me out. Because also, I was like, I don't know why that scene just gave me flashbacks to, like, fucking Sausage Party. Well, all of a sudden, like... Also, because I was like, oh, I think, I think they're about to make a black joke. <laughs> That was, they didn't. It was very odd when they were picking each other up and and, and just start using one another. But I I wasn't sure what the rules of this world were. Like they did a lot of world building, but they didn't establish a lot of the rules. Because like one of the rules that they established was they're lost forever if they're not back when Ben wakes up. And I wasn't. So they can never be. They always have to be out of the box if Ben is awake. I I, I guess. I don't know. It's a terrible existence. 
Right, and so how long? Well, because they also does this take place. I, well, it's over the course of like just his his sleeping, basically. Right, Cause right. They stay, it's, sure, it's always talking sure. How old is that kid? Oh, I don't fucking know. Probably like six, seven. Probably like Jillian's age. Yeah, sure. Well, because here's sure, the other sure, thing: sure, sure, is sure. what time Jillian wake up every day? Oh, well, how I long mean, she sleep for? Ten hours. True. But if the other thing that bothers me, so again, we're Toy Story rules. Like Ben can't know the crayons are alive, right? Uh-huh. They have to like pretend to be, you know, just sure. crayons when they're. But then who the fuck? Yeah, like the who kid wakes up and he's just like, "Wow, those pictures, mom." <laughs> Jillian would have been so mad if I would colored in those yeah. pictures. Yeah, if Jillian purposely left something uncolored or colored and she woke up and it was the opposite, she would she'd be, be like, what the fuck? She'd be like, who the fuck did this? But this who kid's... colored that? Why did you color it like this? But this dumbass who's got pictures Ooh. literally on his wall is just excited about it. That doesn't make any sense. Okay, but and you then... want to know the most? My... Least favorite part of this movie. Go ahead. The most bananas part of this movie was the fucking post credits. Fucking how dare both of them? How dare (laughs) this movie has a mid credit and a post credit scene? How dare this movie have any scenes post credit? Right before that, yellow the yellow crayon winks and breaks the fourth wall. I'm like, don't fucking wink at me. Don't think I'm in on this joke. I haven't laughed once. The credits start, and right in the middle of the credits, you have three of the crayons asking for money. For, <laughs> no. Or asking they're for donated you, crayons. They're telling you to recycle your crayons. Who the fuck? <laughs> I've been, I am almost 37 years old. Yep. I have been coloring. For 35 years, probably, right? More or less. Yeah. More or less. I, I do now prefer... Colored pencils, right, mm-hmm. to crayons in terms of, like, the texture. But I've, I've had a box of two or crayons in my day. Oh. I have never once recycled a fuck. You know how You're I recycle a problem, crayon? Then. You know how I recycle a crayon? What? When the, because the, this was before they put the sharpeners in the crayon boxes. Yeah. You know, like, I, that, I had, like, original ones. When it got too, too flat. To continue coloring, I just tore the paper off the other side, mm-hmm. flipped it over. That's how I would recycle sure. crayons. I'm not part of the fucking problem. You're part of the fucking problem. You know how to make crayons? Do you know how to make? Do you know how they make crayons? <laughs> Why is this the most passion you've ever shown? Because I think podcast? it was the most ridiculous thing. Ever. This was a dollar movie at a big lot. I think. At sure. best. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's the big lots part. At best. Yeah. And they have the audacity to ask you to recycle <laughs> to your go to a website to find out information on how to, how to recycle, recycle crayons. crayons. You're fucking lucky I buy 17 boxes of crayons every school year for the school to use. Get the fuck out of here. Crayola did not endorse this. Oh, absolutely not. There's not a logo on any of this shit. And then Fucking once, bullshit. and then once that horseshit is over, so and the credits resume, there's a post credit with the white crayon finally enjoying his trip at the spa. Oh right, which, because by the, the way, spa, why the fuck do crayons need a spa for? To get like resharpened and like get you know relaxed again, after working. How, the rules here: the kids should be doing all those things in real life. So how is it happening when they're in their city? And he comes in and he goes, "Oh, I had this white crayon, and it seemed to be getting pretty dull, but now it's nice and shiny and pointy." 
Yeah, I'm aware. If I had touched any of Jillian's shit, she would have lost her goddamn mind. So it's not the the parents aren't doing it. This movie's so fucking annoying. <laughs> this movie. But I just couldn't believe it. When it wasn't even like the end credit. That the recycling was the mid credits. Oh, it was like there were hardly any credits that had passed, and they're like, nope, gotta get gotta get this message in. Like it was. Yeah, it was. This came out in twenty fourteen. So, of course, yeah. none of the the writers or the four people wrote this movie. Four people wrote. This four people movie. are credited as writing this movie. That's that. That is some bullshit. Yeah, that's this movie made. How much money this made? Thirty two thousand forty eight dollars. <laughs> that. It had a limited money. theatrical release. Ah. You don't say. I don't even remember. Yep, it was released on October 3rd. It was on DVD, Blu-ray, December 2nd. Uh, yeah, so the LVP of the movie we've already established is going to be... Where did it go? Um, uh, Jeremy Guskin for playing Professor Heliotrope, white, gray, and orange. Just think of a F-level impression of... Of Jerry Lewis over the course of two different characters with a Clint Eastwood thrown in the boot. Like, mm-hmm. as soon as White started talking, he was like, yeah, I was like, oh boy, that, that's not great. And then they doubled down on it. It's, it's one of the most insane things I've ever fucking seen. I don't know any of the things that any of these writers have done. Oh, no. They're, they're fucking hacks. Because these, this is very much like... This is the kind of movie that this gets riffed on in the, in the Rescue Rangers movie. Like, this is obviously, like, a foreign product. They threw all these celebrities, like, a hundred grand to come in for one day. There was not a single direction, a single note. Whatever take they spit out, that's what they used. And they shipped it off, and this, this probably made its money back tenfold from just it getting bought in fucking Pakistan and fucking Ghana and wherever fucking else because it's turning into some weird Alex Jones rant. <laughs> I don't know why. But like it's it's obviously calibrated incorrectly from the start. <laughs> and it just doesn't fucking fit. And that character is one of the biggest ones. Now I had two other nominees that were not as egregious but Christina Ricci is so bad in she's this She's really movie. bad in this. Her character, she's the main character, Yellow, is permanently befuddled, scared, and then when she's not doing either one of those things, just monotone. Like, Yeah, it was, and, and but like you said, it didn't even sound like it was her. No, it was just, but there are so many there times wasn't she goes, any eek, and oh. It, there wasn't any oomph in, it, in, in what she was and doing. And she's just lost and confused. And so she would have been number one with a bullet if it wasn't for this other guy doing th- throw the characters awful. The other one I had was Rosie Perez because she's just like being herself with the volume turned, turned down. Up, turned down, but oddly up at the same time. <laughs> like, it was like a very... Doll. Like, they were like, well, let's get Rosie Perez to be the sassy red crayon. And she's like, I mean, I want to do this. <laughs> so she, like, kind of did it. Yeah. Um, and it makes it even worse. So those are my, uh, my other two. Uh, MVP, we already talked about Brown. Uh, the, like, the, the, the cowboy sheriff. The cowboy. The cowboy. Um, the cowboy. Tom I have a little Lowell. list just because they didn't, like, bother me. I, I liked the, I liked who played 
Black, who ended up also being the voice for the the, the King Scrawl, because it's yeah. just the guy who does the voice for Last Week Tonight. <laughs> In case you didn't notice that. Oh, I did. And now, yeah, it's that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, he did. He was he was fine too, but but I don't think either character talked enough. Well, nobody did. So I also have Craig Ferguson wasn't awful as what the little fly as the guy, Matt, like you know. He was the only bright spot because he brought energy. Like, the scene where him and Skrull, like, finally get into the water and, like, they're splashing around and getting color and, like, it doesn't stay. I thought he was fine in that scene. Also, you know, Owen Wilson at least sounded like himself. As soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, that's Owen Wilson. Good for him, you know? Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with any of those, but none of them are, like, I mean, they're, they're, you know, surefire worst MVP nominees at the end of the year. None, None of them did anything significant enough. For it to really be like, hey, so you take any one of those four, and I'm fine. No, with it. I think I think the sheriff was. I think. The, best of that, group. So Tom Lowell as Brown. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Congratulations, Tom Lowell. You're an MVP on Mayor's Movies. Doesn't pay anything, but I doubt this did any much better for your pockets to begin with. <laughs> um, yeah, why this this reeks like they were gonna get Crayola involved, and Crayola's like, nah, we're good. Yeah. So that's an interesting thing to bring up is so we're living this year, twenty twenty three, where the two biggest movies of the year have been Super Mario Brothers, based off of IP. That has largely been untouched at the cinema for, you know, 30 years. And Barbie, again, IP based on something that's not to the extent in which Live it was done. Live action. Live action, yeah. Has not been done and we, in this manner. And we currently have things in production that are just boggle the mind in terms of like, we're going to make a movie on fucking Sorry. Or we're yeah. going to make a movie on, you know. Well, what they already made movies on. They made what? Ouija... Battleship, Battleship, you know, like all of those IPs. Don't make Daddy gonna be one. It's it's gonna get to the point where like they're just gonna find a name brand and just hope that they can pay you money and that they will put together whatever horseshit they can come up with to do it. Like a Crayola movie doesn't feel far fetched, but the difference is there's not. A figure, like there's not a face to it. Like Barbie, you have Barbie, and then you also have Ken. Crayola, no one's running out being like, "Oh man, I can't wait to see what they do with the fucking red crayon." Like that doesn't fucking work. You, you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I absolutely do. And I really fear that's the direction that Hollywood's going to take over the next ten years is buying. The trademark, essentially, the whatever the name is, and slapping it on something, and not having a Greta Gerwig and a Noah Baumbach and a Margot Robbie and a Ryan Gosling uh-huh. involved, and it's just going to be that it's going to be the new fucking MCU. Like it'll oh, probably be good to start. Sure. Like you know, Absolutely. Nintendo on the less end because Nintendo's got characters and stories where like if they do a uh, just a uh, a Metroid movie and a Link movie, and then they cross over things like that'll be fine. But what I'm talking about is. Well, you know, we haven't done, we haven't done a, uh, we haven't done a Hot Wheels movie, which I think is in production. And they're like, oh yeah, Hot Wheels, that'll be cool, that'll be fun. Like, what, what's the, what's the connection, what's the right. thing there, yeah. you know? 
unless they get somebody, you know, you could send the same thing for Lego Movie, right? Like, Lego Movie seemed like, hmm, but they had people with a vision and an idea and was able to take it. That's not going to be the case. That's not going to happen. And we're going to end up with a lot more of this shit, just with more famous people. And I hope it happens slower than than it can, because that way we won't have to suffer through a lot of it. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. today when we were going through, uh, we were putting some of Jillian's, uh, we were putting Funkos up in Jillian's room that she picked out. And there were some that we had set aside she didn't want anymore because she was too big for. Uh, being like Blue's Clues Stop. and like Arthur. And it was very sad. She's like, no, I'm too big for Blue's Clues. I'm like. Fine, I'm going to take away that Blue's Clues Tony. See how she likes that. Well, she also, does that shit a lot. Yeah, well, she, she also. She's got a lot of toys for it. Yeah, she also like insists on, she wants Paw Patrol toys for Christmas. And I'm like, Paw Patrol is not for seven-year-olds. Like, you're, you're pushing it, kid. <laughs> And she wants to go see the Paw Patrol movie. Yeah, oh yeah, trust me, she's she's about to get a rude awakening for her, her life in terms of age appropriation. Is that the right phrase? Yes. Okay. Not really. Appropriation is like tape. Oh, yeah, yeah, I got you it, know, got it. the appropriate age range for children is one to six. For what? For Paw Patrol. For Paw Patrol. Well, enjoy it while she can. We she's done after this. Um, I hate that I can't take this to the garage because I know she's going to fucking want to watch this again. No, she's not. She's going to forget about it. No, she already wanted to watch it the other day when it was still sitting around. She's like, can we watch this? Can I watch this again? I was like, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Just make it disappear. Oh, it, it probably will. This let is her also, watch it one more time and be like, you're never going to see it again. This also is the kind of movie, though, that like I like to hang on to just in case like we're in conversation with somebody and they're like... What the fuck's that crayon movie you're talking about? I'm like, you want to watch it? <laughs> just ask. I like Here. torturing people and making them suffer through things. Yeah, just we like know. We, we know. Um, did you come up with anything that you didn't like as a kid? No. God, you women are so simple. Shut the fuck up. Well, I, I'm fine if we just keep this one tight and simple. I don't have much else to talk about no, in this godforsaken movie. To talk about. Bad voice acting, bad songs, bad animation, bad, bad, bad. It's just it's just an awful movie that, you know, we didn't even talk about Green, who just kind of exists. Oh. Wayne Brady's Blue is just kind of like the cool guy. Like, hey, right. guys, what's going on? Uh, how, how do you say Hey, that? guys, what's going on? I'm Wayne Brady. Oh. Look, he wasn't that excited than Wayne Brady either. So, you know, just... Point it out. No, you're right. Uh, yeah, not not for me, dog. Not for me. Score time. Uh, I was the one that was doing. You were pulling the random number generators, so that means you technically drew it. So I scored first. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a crap ass movie that I regret showing my child when I have so many other better options of movies to show her. Mm -hmm. Time is so valuable and precious. (laughs) We wasted 77 minutes of our life with this. I'm giving this a one and a half. Oh, wow. I'm also giving it a one and a half. What do you think I was going to do? I don't know. Yeah, one and a half I thought you were going to break some rules. Oh, and go like below a one? Yeah. No, no. Negative. No, this... Is the half point is literally for the combination of those three or four character perform like voice acting performances yeah. where I was like, all right, and it makes it tolerable. And my child enjoyed Jillian it. Jillian enjoyed it, but I hated that she enjoyed it because I there's better things for her out there. I appreciated the cow. 
Moo, 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 moo. Conceptual. It's just fucking Slinky Dog doing bark, bark, bark. Yes, I know. That's why I liked it. Resonated. That's it. Awful. Not for me. Um, all right, so let's go to, so I'm going to pull up the random numerator, if you want to get the list up, for through 1 in 2006. 1 in 2006? Well, I'll, I'll do the number generator, and you pull up the, the list, the old list there on, uh, okay. on uh, our Google Drive. I have the number whenever you're ready. It's going to be number 886. Eight hundred and eighty six. We're watching this movie, I believe, to start November. Cool. What? What is it? In the Valley of Ella. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ugh. That is tonally very different than this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I would everything. say so. Yeah, it's, I uh, would say it's so. a Tommy Lee Jones, Charlize Theron movie written and directed by Paul Haggis. Uh, who has been canceled? Who did crash? Uh, I didn't dislike this movie from what I remember. It's just, I don't remember seeing it. I think you saw this with me. I'll have to check did my. Did you see this in theaters? I know I saw this in theaters. Oh, Roger Deakins did the cinematography. Mark Isham doing the music. This might be all right. Never know. <laughs> Dude, if the fact that I probably saw this. In the movie theater with you, remember. and I don't remember seeing it. I think it's gonna tell you all you need to know about this movie. It was definitely a movie in two thousand and seven uh-huh. that was trying to get attention in that era of like kind of like rustic indies. I think Tommy Lee Jones got nominated for Best Actor in the, for this movie, actually. Mm. Um, but it, it just totally, you know, got blown over besides that. So, um, so in the Valley of Ella, <laughs> for November, Happy Pip Array. Yeah, I, I I'll, I'll don't check, have a recollection I'll check my list to see who I saw. It was either you or my parents. There, there's oh, nobody else. Oh, did you else. sit in, bese- in maybe, between them? I would have. Hold on, do I have that book here? If I have that book here, am I, I don't know if it's upstairs or if it's right here. It's here. Then I'll I'll settle the mystery right now. So stall while I'm on my knees. Yeah, I don't have any recollection. This cast: Susan Sarandon, James Franco, Josh Brolin. I think I would have remembered Josh Brolin and Tommy Lee Jones being in a movie together this early on. I saw this movie with you. With me? <laughs> yep, just you. Oh in man. Two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yep. Oh man, I probably slept through that movie and made up some bullshit about how I was awake to try to impress you. That's when we first got together. Mm. And here we are, 16 years later, still doing the same thing. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Married Movies. We encourage you, as always, go to arcadeaudio.net for this podcast and the others on our network of shows. Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, especially because now we're going to be switching over to Sunday, so that way whenever over the weekend this gets posted, you refresh, you got it for your commute or your your downtime at your desk, you know, give, give us a listen. Patreon.com slash Arcade Audio for bonus content. Facebook.com slash Married Movies at Married Up Movies on Twitter. Married Up Movies at gmail.com. Let us know what you think of the show. For me, at your host, Mo38 on Instagram. For you. At Jam with your Sam. If you're going to be in the Orlando area over the course of October, we have two toy shows that we're doing. 
The first one is Saturday, October 7th. Yes. yes. It's the Orlando Toy Con at Osceola Heritage Parkway from, I believe, 10? 10 to 5. To 5. That's all toys. So we'll have all, all the toys. wrestling, all the Funko, all the, the comic everything, book stuff. Everything. Trading cards there. Come check us out. And then on Sunday... October, October 22nd. I had the date right. I just had to do my math in my head quickly. Uh-huh. It's going to be our second Funko-only show out on a goldenrod at the VFW in yep. Orlando. Yep. You can slide it in either one of our DMs for information. But um, preferably mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we'll be selling just Funko Don't Pops tell people slide into your at that DMs. show. And we got a lot of stuff. Despite how well we did at the, the garage sale and how we did at our past couple shows, we still have a lot more toys to sell. So help us. Pay off our debt and have more room in our garage. By seeing us at either one. And say, come say hi. We have fun at these shows. So come come see us. That one Jillian will be at as well, helping us uh, yeah. sell some stuff. So. She'll get you a we bag. Have, we have two tables at that show. So please come because we have more of, uh, money to make up for how much we paid. Anything else? No, I think we covered it. Yeah, I think I think. We I did. think we're done talking about this movie. I think the new benchmark should be we should not talk... M- more than half of what the movie was. So we almost uh, hit that here. We're approaching 50 minutes. Um, but we should try to hit that benchmark. If a movie's 77 minutes, we ain't got to talk about the movie any more than 30 minutes. So we technically did because we had the back stuff, the front stuff, you know. Sure, okay. Keeping it tight. Tight. For Mullet. This is Mullet. Signing out for this week's episode of Married with Movies. We'll catch you next time on our couch. Slash the movies. My beast feet. Make me look like the hero of Color City or the monster of Color City. Yeah, there's I, so many colors on them. There are. I want to get an EDM music just so I can wear these at a fucking like festival, <laughs> like can, a rave. You can absolutely just wear those out whenever you want. No I don't want to get them dirty. Anything. I went. I stepped in the garage on accident with them earlier, and I was like, "No, they're gonna be dirty." You can clean them, and also, I don't want nothing to happen. You could just these. buy another pair. Bury me the bury me in these. I'm gonna do something <laughs> to you in those. Ooh, what does that mean? Not anything that you're going to enjoy. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.